Hello, everybody, and welcome to Juge Health. I am your podcast host, Juju Roberts, and I am so excited you are here. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things ranging from health, fitness, relationships, and how to never stop shining your light. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Juge Health. Today, I am so, so, so excited because I have one of my favorite brands, LLV, on, and with me, I have Nikki and Michelle. LLV is a functional snack company founded by both Nikki and Michelle, whose mission is to elevate you with the right ingredients and get you to where you want to be. Um, I met them through Venice Run Club, and I remember at the 5K that Venice Run Club hosted, is where I first tried LRV and I've been hooked ever since. So I'm so honored to have you both on here. And I just can't wait to share your story with the Juge Health listeners. Nikki and Michelle, welcome and go ahead and introduce yourselves. Yeah, super excited to be here. Um, my name is Michelle. I'm the founder and I'll let Nikki take it away. I'm Nikki, the other half co-founder of Alavi. And yeah, you said it perfectly. We're a functional snack company and um, really our mission is to fuel you with the absolute best ingredients so that you can feel unstoppable and ready to take on anything. Uh, I am so excited. I remember there's a video of me. You guys, I know you guys remember this, trying it for the first time and I, I flipped out. I was like, this is the best protein bar I've ever tried in my life. You had the best reaction. I think we actually made you refilm it. We're like, okay, wait, we need to do this again because we were just like, we we're your natural reaction was amazing. Like, can we get this on video? It was just so beautiful, authentic. And and that's really, yeah. I mean, to hear that from someone who gets it and who has probably tried a lot of protein bars themselves, we're like, you are like an extension of of us because we've tried so many protein bars and to find one that you really like, it's it's a big deal. Oh, no, it is. And I remember, I think the first protein bar I ever had was, do you guys remember um, tiger milk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that stuff's so bad for you, but that's what I started eating when I was like 10. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah fact, you're like, it's basically a slick candy bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So, but as a fellow, like as a health nut, I, I think as I get older, I look more into labels and the nutrition behind it and just looking at all the extra fillers in the foods. And I feel like in the protein bar industry, there is just so many crazy things that people just look over, um, including myself. So what I love about LRV is that every ingredient, I understand what it is. And I, and I know that it's nothing that's going to be harmful to me or make me feel bloated. And I just, that's what I really admire about you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's something we definitely, um, put a lot of thought and intentionality into both the formula, but also, you know, how do you feel afterwards, right? I think more and more people are becoming aware of how their bodies feel, how their brains respond, you know, is your mood better or worse? You know, do you get brain fog? And it's really crazy to think about, but it's true that the food that we eat, kind of like anything, it's like we're machines, our bodies, what you put in is what you get out. And so the food that you consume really does affect your performance, your mood, your cognition, everything. And so fortunately people are becoming more and more aware, but there's still a lot that, you know, we, you know, consumers don't know. And, and that's kind of a secondary line 
you know, as a lobby as a company is really educating people and, and asking people for the first time, how do you feel? And are you paying attention to how you feel? And, and do you notice a difference? And a lot of people as they are like, wow, I actually do with, with your bars. And, and this is really opening my mind up to, you know, the power of, of food. Yeah, no, I love that. And before we get into all the good stuff, I'm really curious because I don't know, how do you guys both know each other and how did you meet and whatnot? Yeah, so um, it's funny. We met at Equinox where we both teach. Um, I first met Nikki taking her class and she actually inspired me to be a fitness instructor because I just loved her energy and she was just so encouraging um, and and supportive of that. And yeah, we just kind of became friends, teaching classes, um, subbing for each other, taking classes together and a friendship naturally built. And at the same time, it was really unique is that we were kind of in the same place in our lives, which kind of goes into timing. Um, we were both working these very demanding corporate jobs. Nikki was working at PwC. Um, I was working at Sephora Corporate up in San Francisco. And we're kind of at that point where we loved teaching. We loved the health and wellness. We loved empowering people, but couldn't do that full time really both to support ourselves. And it's just such a draining job to do full time. Yeah. We loved it. It filled our cups and we wanted to somehow extend that, you know, bigger than, than just, you know, a 40, 50 person class. Meanwhile, at the same time, we were really unhappy and unfulfilled in our corporate day jobs. Um, We were both looking at grad school, maybe getting an MBA to help us transition out. And that's a pretty common path around your mid twenties when you're kind of having your quarter life crisis. You're like, I'm not happy. What do I do? (laughs) What am I doing with my life? And so a lot of people like think, okay, maybe I'll just go back to school and switch careers. That'll help things out. And, And really our ultimate goal after, you know, grad school is to like be in wellness and like promote it, like build a brand and, you know, stand for a mission. And, and, and I was like really trying to find myself. And I think Nikki was too. Mm-hmm. So while working full-time job and teaching fitness classes, I was creating these collagen protein bars because I was going like 16 hours, not eating. I was teaching an evening class and anything I would eat, any protein bar, any like convenient packaged food would make me super bloated, gassy, upset my stomach because they had sugar, alcohols, dairy, protein. I just, I couldn't trust it. And it was a very isolating feeling where you're, you're so scared to eat something. Um, you're afraid you're going to have a bad reaction that you just don't end up eating. And so I would sometimes not eat and feel super depleted and my body would break down. Um, Conversely, I would have kind of like the more natural, like bars, but they just wouldn't keep me full. So it just ended up overeating like six bars. And then I ended up having like a full meal's worth, uh, like two full meals worth. And yeah, it's hard to find something that was just like that perfect bridge snack that kept me full that I knew I can trust ingredients wise and that delivered, you know, a functional benefit. And so I was creating these collagen boosted protein bars because collagen was, you know, something I was noticing a lot of improvements and benefits to my skin, hair, nails, workout recovery. Um, and the powders were just not that convenient. They were clumping in my drinks. The, the user, the use case of it was just not always, you know, conducive to an on-the-go lifestyle. You didn't want to carry around, you know, smoothies in your bag or broths. Yeah. So I was like, how can I get collagen more conveniently? How can I have a better protein bar? How can I have something that keeps me full? So they all kind of amalgamated together. So then I'm sharing them with coworkers. I'm sharing them with people at the gym. And, and I kind of just take this idea and run with it. And I'm sharing it with Nikki and I'm asking her opinion and Nikki immediately grabs on and she's just like helping out with everything from like branding, package consulting, you know, anything under the sun. I would just text her at four in the morning and she'd respond right away. And, and that's when I knew, you know, she, she really had that kind of like fire inside of her and seeing her light up, she had a, a strong pulse on things. And, um, you know, I think also, you know, just 
like, again, looking at our, at our lives, we were kind of looking for something, you know, bigger than us and to serve and to really deliver something. And so when I was asking her, you know, like, why are you going to grad school? If you can just kind of take a shortcut and jump on board with me. Um, it, it was like the perfect divine timing um, for us to, to start a lobby because we put in our own capital that we saved. We didn't take any outside friends and family money, no help from parents, no wow. you know, additional anything, which is not common at all. Usually people have a little bit of like parent money to help them. We put in our own money. So it was a lot of, a lot of skin in the game. And we funded our soft production run together. And uh, we did like one flavor and we obsessed over that flavor. We went through numerous prototypes and, and revisions and it killed it. It, you know, really naturally organically spread and referrals and, and we sold out almost within like two, less than two months. And that's when we knew, okay, we have something here. This is, this is pretty incredible considering we did a big batch run. And so we just kept going forward and we started formulating our second and then third flavor. And this is all like two months before the pandemic. So it definitely- I was gonna ask <laughs> when, what is the timeline? Like, when did you guys, yeah. Like when did you start your first soft launch? So it was like December of 2019. We put the order in like October. Can I just like to give you some background on like how long this takes? Like yeah, uh, Michelle was formulating since May of 2019. Uh, okay. Order went in October of 2019. We didn't see the bars until December. So that's kind of like, you know, months of like waiting and anticipation. And then we went did our first, like launched the website with pre-orders on Black Friday, 2019. And I'd say like, we really kicked things off like January, 2020. So like you're thinking, you know, less than two months before, you know, the pandemic started to become a really real scary thing. Like we were trying to start a bar company, which was not the best of time. Um, and like, you know, didn't know. All these yeah. ideas of like events and, you know, festivals, things we could be at finish lines we could be standing at and just like, so excited to put these bars in every hand we possibly could. And, you know, plans definitely changed and we kind of had to go entirely online. Yeah. And it was really a testing moment for us because we also behind the scenes got furloughed from our jobs teaching at Equinox. So we lost our support system. We lost the thing that energized us. We lost a huge marketing channel. We lost, you know, so much of our identity because, you know, this was born at, at a gym and this is like, you know, feeding our, you know, lifestyle being on the go. And now we're all at home and the use case for a protein bar really wasn't there anymore. And so it's like, how do you, you know, stick to your guns and stay resilient that this is a really good formula. We're going to ride this out for God knows how long this goes on for. Yeah. We believe so much in the integrity in this formula and we knew it had to be out in the world. And once we were building momentum and the, and the feedback coming in over and over again was very clear that this is unlike anything else in the market. The thoughtfulness no one has ever seen before. The taste, the texture, it won't get stuck in your teeth like an RX bar. It won't be chalky and crumble like a yeah. bowl. It won't, you know, cause bloating like a Quest. And these are all great brands. We look up to them so much in terms of branding and, and package design and, and market share. But what they lack is, you know, really looking at what is the experience of the consumer from that first bite to how it melts in your mouth, to how it digests in your body, to how you feel. And, and really that is, is that obsession that, you know, Nikki and I brought in from curating that perfect workout class, the best workout, you know, that memorable experience when you leave a workout class feeling so energized, that is the experience we want you to have with a lobby. We want you to feel so energized, ready for more empowered and strong in your body. And that's really, you know, 
how we think about a lobby is, is so much more than like a really premium high quality protein bar it is, but it's also, you know, an experience and, and allowing you to, you know, reclaim your health and, and make a decision intentionally about what you're putting in your body. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think as someone who has tried probably over a hundred brands of protein bars, I can definitely say immediately, I mean, some of them, I do not like the taste at all, but even the ones that I do like the taste, I'll eat it and I'll feel good for about maybe five, 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden I'm tired. The sugar crash goes down. I, I feel even worse than I did before. And I, during my workout, cause I'm also a workout fanatic. I used to teach as well. And I would just think, oh my God, I would have felt so much better if I just didn't eat that. <laughs> like, what was the, yeah. what was the point? And I think that I have a good example of what LLV can do because I would eat a bar before I did it. I ate a bar before a few of my long runs that mm-hmm. I did. Cause when you're, when you're running long, you don't want to a eat a brick in your stomach. No, yeah. I do not want a brick. I don't want to have an accident. I don't want to have to go to the bathroom. Like oh, yeah, nothing. Yeah. And LLV is the, per- I'm trying to like paint an image for the listeners to know like how, it's not like as big as a mac. It's not nowhere as big as a go macro bar, but it's not like super small. It's maybe like a rec, like a rectangle, like a small yeah. rectangle. I think it's like five by five or six bites, maybe like, you know, like it's about half the size of a typical protein bar. Yes. And I think that's perfect because you don't feel, you don't feel overly full. I was never bloated after I would eat LLV. And I just think it's so great. And I just, don't think other brands out there are really like thinking about the whole experience like you guys are. So it's really cool to hear that so much thought goes behind it. Yeah. And we, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, you know, that's, we started as a full size protein bar because it just felt natural and kind of what everyone else did. And for consumer feedback, again, having to go online for the pandemic that did allow us to like get continue to engage with our customers they're purchasing from us and they're coming back and you know whether it be over email or instagram dms or whatever friends you know we're saying like you know i eat half of it and then i you know fold it over and put it in a ziploc bag and save it for later maybe it gets eaten maybe it doesn't i know i i did that a lot um if i wasn't you know if i had that portion control where i just needed half of it and so that was part of the consumer feedback was as to why we kind of resized to these smaller bars was just because people were, were telling us that and we're like, you know what, that's something that we were doing as ourselves and kind of, again, filling that white space in a very crowded market of, you know, maybe you don't need a full almost meal replacement bar yeah. um, when you're on the go. Like this was something that could like really perfectly fit a need um, that was out there. Yeah. yeah. Kind of going back to like, how do you feel afterwards is like, we would ask ourselves like after we have a the smaller size bite of how do you feel? I'm like, I feel good. Like, I feel like I don't need more. And it really trains your brain into understanding true satiety. And the thing about satiety is that it's a very, very much a science. So a lot of companies, protein bar companies, they're like advertising low sugar or low carb. And mm-hmm. to do that, to achieve that, you have to use um, either artificial sweeteners or low carb, low glycemic sweeteners that are processed, right? And so as a result, your body, your taste buds namely, don't know how to recognize an artificial synthetic sweetener because it's so foreign, they don't register. And so what happens is you end up eating more and more and more because you get a quick hit 
And then you're like, wait, but I didn't get anything sweet. I didn't get the calories that I thought I was going to get. I got the sweetness, but I didn't get the calories to fully feel full. And so then that's where a lot of people with like diet soda, diet, anything, the aspartame or the artificial sweeteners end up making you eat more. Cause you're like, my palate's wet, but I'm not getting the food. Um, and so that's really what we were thoughtful about is like, okay, what does true tiny mean? And so it's like, you get the sugar hit and you get the calories with it. So we yeah. use dates and honey dates are low glycemic, rich in antioxidants. I love dates. Right. Who doesn't? I just ate them. <laughs> there we go. We love I dates. love Julie's. Oh, they were so good. They're the best. Yeah. And, um, and then we also use honey, which is, you know, also great for immunity. It's great. For so many antioxidants and, and it gives you that, you know, actual, satiety that you get anywhere else and so that's really like going back to how you feel you get that quick energy so a lot of endurance athletes love our bars because it gives them that quick energy but you don't get the crash because you have that balanced protein fat macronutrient ratio so you get an even balanced um sustainable energy and we've even had blood glucose monitors checked with a lot of our customers um using like levels for instance yeah we're a perfect 10 out of 10 and not spiking your blood sugar levels which is wow. insane because of that balanced ratio that we provide yeah you know, we use awesome. like a cashew butter base um which is you know really creamy decadent again kind of gives like what michelle was talking about with that satiety um you know high fat content right but then balanced out with collagen and plant protein so high in protein and like the, just the powerhouse of those natural sugars with the protein and the cashew butter fat, you know, it's really just kind of, we, we like to call it kind of the secret sauce to like what makes a protein bar really like nutrient dense and filling. Yeah, no, I love that you guys use all whole and real ingredients. And I think I'm hoping now in 2022, people will realize real and whole food has calories. And just because something isn't just because something is low calorie, it does not mean that it's good for you. Or if it has like negative zero sugar, that does not mean you should be eating that at all. Like netting of the fibers. It's just like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, no, no, no. Like the market is so, especially the protein bar market is so good at marketing that. And people go for the zero sugar, like high fiber, high protein, but it's like, it's still not good for you. No. And what they soon realize is it makes you so bloated, so gassy, so, so much in pain because that's so much fiber, synthetic fiber that they put in to bring the net curbs down that your body, like the artificial sweeteners doesn't know how to process food. So it goes back to what does your body know how to process? And are you giving it real foods that it knows how to process? Otherwise it will see it as this foreign ingredient, not break it down properly. And then all these gastrointestinal issues come, come in. And that's really what we're against is, is we want you to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. And for people out there who maybe are like trying to find a better protein bar, obviously if LLV is not available, what are some ingredients that people should look out for that are like a no, like don't like stay away from this? Yeah. I mean, so I have a very sensitive stomach. Um, yeah. I always stay away from chicory root fiber, other okay. as inulin. It's a very processed synthetic fiber that um, adds in sweetness without a glycemic spike or uh, like adding up the added sugars. But yeah. it's, it's so high in, in baked fiber that it causes a lot of gas and bloating and, and stomach pain. Same with tapioca fiber syrup, any fiber starches, any fiber you see, um, that's usually a processed fiber, unless it's coming naturally from dates or grains. 
Um, I would also say any sugar alcohols, erythritol, um, there's some sensitivities like to stevia, to monk fruit that I know Nikki picks up on. Those aren't necessarily bad ingredients, but it does affect the palate in terms of kind of that promoting true satiety or not. Um, any sort of hydrogenated oils, definitely stay away from those. Um, any canola oil or vegetable glycerin, anything deriving from a vegetable oil um, that causes a lot of inflammation on the body and, and inflammation, systemic inflammation when you're consuming inflammatory foods that manifests so differently for so many people, but it could lead to acne. It could lead to mood disorders. It could lead to digestion issues, um, so many things. And so we recommend, you know, avoiding those if you can, Nikki, I'll let you jump in if there's anything you avoid. No, you, you touched so well on those. I think one thing I'll add is I was eating a lot of RX bars and again, like we'll still reach for next RX bar, but I, I was noticing a little bit of a sensitivity to egg white protein, which is you know, a common way to add in, um, you know, non-dairy protein, um, to increase, you know, the protein count of the bar, but I, I personally just don't digest that very well. And there is, you know, kind of a growing rise to, to egg allergies, um, mm -hmm. among people. And so, you know, just being considerate of the protein source and, um, kind of one way to sneak, you know, a lot of different protein sources into a bar, uh, to increase that, that protein count, but get the price lower. Um, you know, we use really high quality, um, pea protein and then the collagen adds in protein as well. And so we're really proud of that. And we've noticed kind of in the other, other bars in the market, you know, are using much cheaper sources of protein. Again, like it's protein, your body is metabolizing it as such, but it's not, you know, the most bioavailable or the highest quality, um, that, that you could be using. And yeah. looking at the protein bar, I do want to add one thing is when you're looking at the ingredients as well, that's important. Like, you know, what are the types of sugars, right? Not all sugars are created equal. There's, you know, a whole range of low glycemic, there's cane sugar, there's refined sugar, there's brown sugar, all these different types of things. And there's natural ones that we use like dates and honey. I would also look at the order of the food in the nutrition fact panel. So not many people know this, but the order correlates to how much ratio is in that food product. So for instance, the first two ingredients that's usually what it is highest up. So if your first ingredient is brown rice syrup or a sugar, that means that bar out of all the ingredients, the number one ingredient that it's used most of is sugar. And so I would look at the order of foods and see, okay, where, how high is this food um, ingredient in, in this product? So that way, you know, okay, what am I mostly consuming? Yeah, no, that's such a great tip. And I, I just learned that recently, but I feel like a lot of people don't know. Um, wow, that's such a great tip for everyone to know. Um, and with because the protein bar market is so saturated, what do you what keeps you guys going? Like, what is the driver that when things get hard, you're like, we just got to keep on pushing? Like, what is that one thing? For me, I would say, you know, I can't imagine not having anything other than a lobby. Um, How I, many I, do you eat a day, Michelle, would you say? Oh, embarrassing. Yeah. Probably two to three. I like, we, when we like are getting close to running out every time, like during the end of production, like after production runs and when we're getting close to running out of inventory, we have to ration ourselves we're like, okay, no one eat more than one or like, okay, cookie dough is off. Like no one can eat cookie dough anymore. Oh or my God. We'll go in like buy it and um, but yeah, it's, it's to me, what keeps it going is like, this product is just so good. And it, and it, it is so good. Is, yeah. It's so fantastic. And it, and it would kill me to not see it out in the world. And the, and I think what keeps me 
continuing on through the hard times is just the, the customers, you know, the feedback that they provide, the stories that we hear when we are taken along for, you know, like crazy long days um, for people getting them through, you know, really hard times, whether it's, um, you know, at the hospital, a new mom took us there and she's like, all I wanted was a lobby by my side. And I use it as like a breastfeeding snack and it helps me like feel energized at night or, you know, Nikki's older grandparents who they need protein and it's an easy way for them to get protein in. Or my mom who has, you know, autoimmune condition and she can't eat anything processed and she has such a sweet tooth and this is comfort for her. And so all these stories that trickle in, you know, we had a cancer patient who was going through chemotherapy and saying, you know, your ingredients are so clean that I can eat it. And, and it, and I'm hungry and nauseous all the time. And so it's these stories that, you know, really do light us up and we're like, we're making an impact. We're helping people and, and the integrity that we have and are unwilling to compromise on is, is worth it. Yeah. The trust. Like, I think there's so much distrust in our food system and there's a mm-hmm. growing distrust in our food system as people are learning what is truly in the food they're eating. And I think, you know, our commitment to the integrity of the ingredients in our product is something we hold so closely and always will. Um, anyone who's gone through the formulation of a food product with food scientists may know this experience firsthand, but a lot of people don't is what they try to get you to put in your product just to make it more shelf stable, make it cheaper, whatever. Give a lot of credit to Michelle. She's like, you know, as she mentioned earlier, a lot of those ingredients that you should look for, like they were trying to get us to put those into a lobby. Um, and she really? said, no, like, yeah, because I mean, naturally it's a good binder. It holds things together. Well, it sits on a shelf for longer. Um, it improves taste artificially, you know, like there's all these different reasons that if, you know, food scientists are doing their job, they know kind of what, what can go into products that is of course like FDA approved, but, um, you know, isn't true wholesome foods. Um, so that was, you know, one part of this experience has been a huge learning opportunity for us, um, is, is just, you know, being more aware of the foods that are put in our body and just having that trust from customers is, is truly invaluable. That's so awesome. And before you guys even started LLV, had you always been health conscious before about the ingredients that you'd put in your body or has this really transformed the way you look at food and ingredient labels? I would say, yeah, in my early twenties, um, it became very clear because throughout my whole life as a kid, I had all these stomach aches and, um, all these like digestion issues. And I thought I'm just stuck with this my whole life. This is it. This is like my reality. I thought that was normal. Yeah. It wasn't until I took this class on nutrition when we were talking about, um, food allergies and we were doing elimination diets just to notice them that I discovered I was gluten insensitive and gluten sensitive and lactose intolerant. And once I cut those out immediately, like night and day, my digestion was so much better. My, my skin cleared up. My mood was so much better. My anxiety was like completely like turned around. And, um, that really opened up my eyes to the power of food and, and how, like Nikki was mentioning, our food system is so broken and that, you know, that a lot of the times are, especially our packaged foods, you know, the ingredients are, are very misleading and healthy is not always healthy. Um, you know, in terms of looking at it holistically for your health. Um, and so that's kind of how my journey has started was in my early twenties was really looking at food and, and eating for solving, um, my, 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 my health issues. Yeah. Um, and then, um, from there, I always loved t- like fitness classes. I loved taking them and it was a great place for community. Cause in college I didn't always find, you know, so much as much joy in like 
you know, going out and drinking. And so my, my friend group, I, I built it at the gym and those kind of eventually intersected when I was noticing as te- while I was teaching classes that I need to be at peak performance. And to do that, I need to really eat like, a, like an athlete. And so that's really how it started for me. I love yeah, that. I, um, I think, I mean, we all grew up playing sports and being, you know, af- athletes. And then um, I cheered in college, um, which was very demanding, but I also started teaching when I was a freshman in college. Did you which, say you cheered? Yeah. Wait, where did you cheer? At Boston College. Oh, I cheered at University of Oregon. Oh, amazing. Oh, gosh, you guys are incredible. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, you know, demanding schedule. Um, yeah. I started teaching fitness classes on the side, similar to Michelle, like, um, I got this, I I didn't really grow up taking fitness classes. I did them with my mom when I was really little, but I took classes in college and I just really fell in love. They're just kind of this connection of music and movement, similar to what like dance and cheer would give me. Um, And I just, uh, I just got so hooked. So I started teaching really early in college and continued throughout. Um, and, And that definitely kind of inspired this fire in me to just, you know, start feeling, fueling my body so that I could perform better both in cheer and then also teaching. I yeah. do have a really bad sweet tooth <laughs> and unlike oh, Michelle, I, I don't have any <laughs> allergens. So I do put a lot in my body that I'm, I'm learning. Uh, this is still one of my, my struggles is really fe- like feeling how, like how food makes me feel. Um, and, what's and your guilty pleasure? Yeah. What's my guilty pleasure? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, like any sweet, like I will eat. <laughs> she Don't loves Susie cakes the most. I love Susie cakes, but like, I mean, Michelle knows like, I, I love not cheese like I mean I just like I, I I'm I'm always after taste like taste for me is kind of like what what drives me yeah. um and so I, I sometimes don't always make the best decisions when it comes everything to in moderation that's everything in moderation. but that was actually really important because for both of us to come together to agree that's where a lot of companies fail at they either do something that's really healthy that is super clean ingredients that they care just about the is can i digest this healthily and does this provide a function right but they're not looking at taste they're not looking at texture they're not looking at the experience meanwhile like the other side of formulation which is what nikki would be going for is like does this taste good does this hit you know the palate right does this really you know pull flavors to leave you wanting more and and then at that cost though it's like not the best ingredients it's you know sacrificing you know um sometimes like things to make something taste really good and so us coming together was actually that perfect formula because I was approaching it from like a functionality and um and coming in as as a as a can this be healthy for you and Mm -hmm. then and then Nikki was approaching is can this act will this actually taste good so I can keep craving it? Come kind of different sides of the coin us coming together. Yeah. Um, it, it provides a good, we kind of, I think, offer two different types of consumers, one who's really valuing taste and like, you know, can this really serve as an indulgent treat? I think it can, which is saying a lot because again, as I mentioned, really big sweet tooth and I could pump like health foods into my body. And it's just like, and like, I just should just have a piece of cake or whatever it was. I was yeah. really crazy. And whereas Michelle offers this awesome, you know, some of those who are, you know, a little bit more sensitive to the ingredients um, because of allergens and sensitivities. And I think having both of those, again, there's this intentionality when we formulate having both of those perspectives is very unique. And a lot of companies really miss either one of the two or both. Um, and so it's, that is definitely one of our unique differentiating factors. 
-hmm. no I love that you guys are the best both worlds not that you're both on like extremes but you guys together make that really happy medium and and like you said you're able to gauge different markets from that too which is awesome Mm -hmm. because then you can captivate a more of array of people not just one specific type of person so yeah we we love to think because like uh, someone shared a really interesting statistic with us that 2020 was the first year in a, over a decade that the protein bar category took a dive because, you know, people were more and more on the go pre-pandemic. And so yeah. protein bars were just such a part of people's daily routines. Um, it's a great time for us to start this company. Um, but uh, my, my, my point in saying that is that despite all of these bars in the market, there just seems like there's always something missing. Um you know, whether it be the taste, the texture, the benefits, um, just the experience of, of it from end to end, um, is something that we really like really pride ourselves on again, as like that unique to, to other brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, no. sorry to add one more thing is, no, please. Is, is the form factor is just so unique. I'll give the perfect use case. Like I just taught a yoga class at 5 PM right now, as we're recording this, it's like 7 30 PM. So it was like, 3.34 p.m. And I was like, okay, I have to go teach in one hour. I'm starving. I haven't eaten barely anything at all today. I've been working all day. I need something. Otherwise I'm going to pass out in class. But if I eat like a full meal, if I eat something that's super filling, I'm going to feel so heavy. I can't even move and do it like all these twists and turns. And um, at, at the same time, like I don't want to, you know, have something that is going to keep making me hungrier, right? It's kind of like, I need that perfect yeah, you know, just a little bit to keep me full, but not too much, but not kicking my taste buds into thinking, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to like eat a full bag of chips. And so this was like, I had a cookie dough bite. It was perfect. I wasn't super, super full. I was just not hungry, which is like such a great state to be in when you're about to go teach a class yep. or do anything physical. It's like, you're not starving. So that's all you're thinking about or hangry <laughs> or you're cranky. That's the worst. um but but you have this like lightness in your body that that you can like do anything and that's really that perfect reason why um we we resize is that it really allows you to feel just perfect um in 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 terms of like that balance of satiety but also but also energy um that we haven't seen before in the category protein bars usually by nature meal replacement fill you up you know, you don't have time for a full meal, like eat this kind of thing and just have that. Whereas like, this is a little bit more of an experience of like, Hey, we're not replacing your meal. We're not, you know, telling you to not eat real food, but this is like a little bridge snack, a healthy indulgence that keeps you full. Maybe you have a dinner, you have salad at night or soup and you're like, I'm still a little hungry. This is probably going to replace that, you know, pint of ice cream at night that you would just kill and, and don't feel great about. So it's, it's really these different use cases that are really cool to see how we can, really help bridge people to their next activity event, whatever, while helping you feel good. And and that's really cool that we haven't seen done before. Yeah, no, I love that. And in college, I used to like, my go-to was protein bars and it never made me feel good. And I'm so glad that I found you guys. And I hope that as you guys grow bigger, and I'm sure you will be, but you'll be in all the grocery stores that you could ever imagine. So people can have access to real good whole ingredients in a protein bar, because I truly think it's the first of its kind. And I think what both of you are doing is absolutely amazing. And I'm just super excited and grateful that I got to meet you and that we did this. 
Likewise. Thank you for allowing us to share our story and, and yeah. digging into the, the crazy minds of starting, starting a protein bar company. No, yeah. I love that. And before I let you guys go, um, I have two questions. One being, so what, you don't have to give away any secrets, but 2022, what is like something you're really excited about for your brand? So funny that we just said we were a protein bar company. So 2022, we will no longer be just a protein bar company. We're going to be launching a brand new product line that is not a protein bar. Oh my gosh. Um, so we, we can't say too much just yet, but only yeah. very soon. Um, we're, yeah, we're going to be launching a secondary product line, um, all in, under the umbrella of modern nutrition of, you know, putting in functional ingredients that really do help your body thrive and delivering in a convenient form factor. And as always prioritizing taste. Oh my That's gosh. I love it. Now. I'm so excited. I'm sure Nikki, I wanted to add anything. Yeah. I want to kind of, when we think about a lobby, we always think about, you know, being able to keep up with you because our target demographic is, you know, really busy, whether that be on the go. I know these days that, that sounds a little different than it may, may maybe used to be for people, but um, we're always going to promote products that can be kind of ritualized into your everyday routines, but that can go with you anywhere. And so you think of a lobby, like we're going to be really focused on that and continuing that in 2022 and expanding that, as Michelle said, beyond the protein bar. Yeah, so. I love it. That is so awesome. And then I ask all my listeners, not my listeners, all my guests, this one question. So you can choose who goes first, but if you could tell your younger self one thing, one piece of advice, what would that be? Nikki, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Um, you know, Michelle really took a chance. I mean, she had so much courage just from the beginning to like want to start a company and go after it. I'm grateful that she brought me along for the ride. Um, but really surrounding yourself with people that inspire you to, to have courage and to you know, really step out of your comfort zone um, and reach and dream for bigger. Because I think sometimes, uh, you know, we get in our own heads and, and, and doubt ourselves and having people around you, especially in group fitness classes, cheering you on, like that kind of, you know, that atmosphere, that energy, uh, yeah, that energy, right. When you have like your friends that are in fitness, like it's, you know, surround yourself with those people that are just going to really push you uh, to, to just to, to be your best self. So I would really hone in on building that community and listening to them. I love that. Um, I would tell my younger self to think big. Um, I think that's probably a little bit of cultural programming towards women, um, of like, you know, staying small or, you know, not being too loud. Don't be bossy, you know, um, do, you know, be good or like, don't, you know, don't stray out too much. Uh, don't disappoint your parents. I think there's these kind of guardrails that I feel like women especially feel, you know, growing up. And um, I definitely felt trapped to that. And I would tell my younger self to think big and to, um, you know, not be afraid to fail, to make mistakes, to ask for help, to put yourself out there. It's it's not easy, you know, showing up every day when you're tired, when you're exhausted, or when, um, you know, you, you face a lot of challenges, like running a company. Um, but I think what's really expansive for us is just how much we've accomplished under such crazy restraints, restraints, um, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, being tested nearly every day, emotionally, physically, psychologically, um, you know, just having to like push so much. Um, but, you know, I think what we always come back to is like, we don't want to look back and say we played small. 
And we don't want to look back and, and have regrets for not trying or not, you know, doing. And so I think, you know, I, I wish I could have started earlier even because I it took me probably until I was about 26 to have the courage to start something. I, I would have loved to start earlier, um, but I think it took me a while to feel confident to think big, to dream big, to ask the questions and, and put myself out there. So um, I hope anyone listening to this, you know, no matter what age you are, it's never too late to start, never too too early to start, um, but to think big and, and, and push, push yourself and see what you're made of. Um, those are so, such great advice. And I am going to take that into like my brain too and tell myself that. And I think this podcast has been so amazing. I'm so excited to share it. And one last thing, where can everyone find LRV on social platforms? I'll put it in the show notes too, but just to say it as well. Yeah, we are out of our website, which is alavi.co, alavi.co, not.com. And we're on Instagram. Hey, Alavi. Um, Michelle's an amazing like video producer. So the content on there is always great and engaging. And Michelle could tell you where our retail locations are. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Um, so we are in all Air One locations in Los Angeles, including Rainbow Acres. We're in some fitness studios as well that are continuously growing. We're in Earth Bar locations as well in, Cal- in Southern California and now Northern California. Um, we're on Amazon, so you can check us out on Prime where a lot of people like to buy us in addition to directly on our store. Um, when you buy direct from us, um, you get you know extra freebies and, and gifts and, and the best deal in terms of if you jump on as a as a member. Um, but yeah, we love engaging with everyone on social slide into our DMS. Um, we do fitness Fridays. So we work out, show like workout tips or exercises or mobility movements. So we film little easy workout snacks, um, that you can do anywhere usually, or with one piece of equipment. So, you know, really extending accessibility into fitness is something we're passionate about. So I'd like to do that for our community. So, so follow along if you're in it for the fitness content or want to watch the crazy hustle we're doing or, or learn more about, you know, food and wellness and, and functional ingredients. We're, we're all about that online. That's so awesome. Okay. Everyone, please find them on Instagram, follow, buy, try. I love it. And I just want to thank everyone for listening. And thank you to you both for being here. Um, I just, there was so much goodness packed into this and um, I'm just super excited to follow along both your journey and thank you for hopping on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having us. This was fun. Thank you. All righty. Bye.